Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Well, if you thought the market was uncertain before about the election, wait till you see what the writers have in store for us now. Um, yeah, you've, you've all heard the news by now. The president and the first lady have tested positive for uh, COVID-19. And the market, as you would imagine, is reacting. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We have, we do have some other things. We have the jobs number. We have Tesla deliveries just out. But the market is down because of the overnight news. We're going to talk about just the implications of this news, what it means for markets, what it means for stocks, what it means for everything here, uh, and how we're reacting to it this morning. Uh, our guest is Jason Rasink. It's a great day to have Jason on this show because uh, Jason tested positive and Jason and his family had this virus about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. So we're going to get Jason's thoughts uh, at around 840 today on having the virus and um, just sort of talk us through what, what he went through. So it's a good day for that. And yeah, that, that's the show, basically. That, that's the structure of the show. That's what we're going to do. Um, Joel, how are we doing this morning? I mean, I know how we're doing, but tell us what exactly is going on here in, uh, in the overnight or in the pre-market session. Uh, good morning, traders and investors here on uh, this uncertain Friday morning. Uh, we are in the red. We're in the red by 51 handles, 51.75 at 33.16. Uh, we were hanging out near the highs uh, from the last two days until the news hit. Uh, Pre-market low is 3,300 and a quarter. Uh, we're just hanging out here, 15 handles above that. Uh, a couple things. We have this, the low from Monday, which was Friday's close at 3,190. Uh, so that's good support. Uh, we also have a jobs number, if anybody really cares. We have that coming up. So that could be something, could be a catalyst in the market today. Uh, we have crude. Crude's in the red. Oh, buck 43. Two-day move, moving down towards that lower 36 handle in the crude market. Gold initially got a pop um, on the news, but uh, is now in the red by 380 at 1912.40. And silver, silver's in the red too by 
16 is called 17 cents at 24.07 and uh bitcoin uh no flight to quality here uh risk risk off asset that's down 150 dollars at 10,495 uh triple d let's bring uh, you in here and yeah. uh boy oh boy you can factor a lot of things um into your trading and your analysis and whatnot but uh not good news not good news at all Nobody wants to see this. I mean, it was inevitable that we we're going to see some big figures get this. Now, the president, obviously, and it's the biggest figure you can get to, to get coronavirus. I mean, it, it, it's hard. It's the way, obviously, market's selling off significantly on the headline news. It's going to be about going forward on how he recovers from this. So if he bounces back quickly, I could see how this could actually end up being a positive event for the market saying, you know, look, you know, this COVID thing, we've got, you know, an older person who is obviously, you know, in um, high more risk. susceptible to high having risk. complications and, you know, he bounced back quickly. So, but, you know, if he doesn't bounce back quickly, then that's where, that's obviously a significant issue. Um, Biden is going to be tested today. We just got news that Pence has been tested and is negative. The market popped a little bit, about four or five points when that broke. Uh, but now we're starting to leak it here again. So the uncertainty here <clears throat> is why the market's selling off significantly. It's going to be on Trump headlines going forward here for the significant future. I mean, not only from the election, but now from the COVID standpoint. So it's all going to be about Trump here for the next month. And that's going to dictate the market movement. He bounces back quickly, the market could bounce back. If he starts to show like he's getting sicker, this market's going to continue to sell off. So now we're reliant, not on technical indicators so much, but reliant on the president's health. And, and so many things here. I mean, if like, what if he is asymptomatic and, and mm -hmm. is fine, right? I mean, yeah. if, if what's all, he, well, that's what we, we hope for. We don't know anything. So like, what if he's totally fine? Then this morning's dip is just another dip to be bought. I mean, the market's going to, catch on fire if, if that's the case and so uh, how i'm approaching this is you you need to have if you're a trader you need to have trump's twitter feed open at all times you need to have it uh, give it a permanent uh real estate on your screen because what i think is going to happen is the market's going to become, become sensitive more sensitive to his twitter and his twitter activity so if trump is tweeting like he normally is then the market's going to say, oh, he must be fine. If Trump goes a day or more without tweeting at all, then the market's going to freak out. Mm -hmm. They're going to assume, assume the worst, right? Mm -hmm. So just what, how I'm approaching this is just I'm, I'm giving his Twitter feed permanent real estate on my screens. It's not I'm a bad just, idea. I'm just going to watch it. Not, not so much for like what he says, uh, but just how, how much is he saying? If he's saying a lot of things, if he's on there all the time like he usually is, then – then to me, that's an indicator that, that he's, that he's feeling good. feeling okay. If yeah. he, right. And if he's not tweeting, then – because look, the way I see it is you, you could choose to believe this or not, right? That's your, that's your decision that, that, that he has COVID. But why would any president uh, a month, or any candidate for president a month before the election sacrifice their ability to campaign essentially, right? He can't campaign now with a month to go. 
Yeah. So why would anyone do that? Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, the conspiracy theories and I've had, you know, multiple people reaching out saying that, oh, you know, this is just to get a sympathy vote. But the point you're making is, I think, weighs more than that is why would you go to this length to try to get a sympathy vote and then jeopardize your ability to campaign? So I don't think this is a conspiracy that, you know, he doesn't have COVID. He's probably got COVID. And we don't know just if he's ace, people are speculating, oh, he's asymptomatic. Well, nobody knows. We don't, we don't know. know if he's symptomatic okay. or asymptomatic. We don't know. As we get more clarity on that, that is going to dictate the market's direction. So just as, you know, we were looking at the virus for direction in the market back in February and March, yeah. we now look to Trump's health for direction in this market as well. If you're trading technically, I'd say you throw that out the window because it doesn't matter at all. I mean, you, this is the one thing and people say, oh, you can just use technicals. You've got to use other things because I don't care what the hell the chart looked like. President comes down with COVID, stocks are going down. So, you know, fundamental news, macro news, Trump news, Trump's, pun intended, Trump's um, technicals all day. Technicals work well in the absence of news. When you start to get major news headlines, technicals take a back seat. So as of right now, we're going to be trading off of headlines on Trump's health, Pence's health, Biden's health. Yep. I mean, because be Biden tested. was in the yep. same room, he's going to be tested. I mean, if Biden comes down and is positive, the market's going to take a huge dip. So if Biden comes back and he's not positive, maybe it gives a little relief rally. We just saw a five-point rally, you know, about 735 when we found out the Pence wasn't did, with tested negative. Right. But it's now dependent. On, on headlines about the president's health. And that's a tricky market to trade. Exactly. So all the, really, I'm sorry, Joel, go ahead. No, go ahead, Spence, go ahead. I, can... I was gonna say, all we have to go off of really is look at uh, UK, British stocks back in March when Boris Johnson had coronavirus, right? He tested positive. And he was very sick, right? Uh, he was out of work for a month. He was in the hospital for a week. He was in, I think the ICU for a week. Um, and he was out. He was out of work from March 27th to April 27th, and he that that him being out did not, according to YouGov, which is a a, a British um, market research and polling uh, company, that didn't prompt an uptick or in in support for the government. So if you're thinking that maybe there's going to be like a, a sympathy vote here or a sympathy move, uh, that didn't happen in the UK or in, in England uh, when Boris Johnson got sick. So I, I wouldn't necessarily bet on that uh, being a factor here, but again, very different situations now. We're a month before. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't know. When I, let's say before this happened, I, and I'm, I'm going to speak technical and I'm going to support my technicals with fundamentals. Right, when I looked at technicals, I, I st do my levels over the weekend and we had a new quarter and everything. And what my technicals told me was uncertainty. Uh, taking the quarterly levels, what we did at the end of the month, it gave me a level that and I'm just going to call it 3330. And that level is going to be my level for the month. And I was just thinking, how many times are we going to trade through? Like, how am I going to determine whether we're holding 3330 or breaking down? Because that, that's my quarterly number. And I was just thinking about, oh my God, we could trade through that thing 150 times. So what, you know, what time basis can I look at it on? And I don't know. I really don't. Because you could get, obviously, for the last few days, you could get chopped up doing it. 
there's uncertainty in this market. There was uncertainty before this. And this is even, <laughs> this is like triples the uncertainty. So I think it's gonna be very difficult. I think the market b before this happened, didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just gonna be, it, and now it throws even more things on uncertainty. So, you know, can I trade smaller? Can I use, you know, bigger stops or whatever? I think I think this is going to be a month to remember, and going into the election, and I don't think I've ever seen so much uncertainty in this world, and and I kind of felt that way before this happened. So this adds another layer to it. I'm not bailing out of my long-term portfolio. I'm not trying to short the world. I'm not trying to load up on calls. Mm -hmm. I think if there's a time in the market, Dennis, you do your short-term trading. You hedge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably not going to change for you. But, you know, if you're a gunner and you're Momo and you're going which way and that way and everything, I think you might need just to pull in the reins a little bit. This is, this is, there's a lot of uncertainty out here. One thing the market doesn't like is uncertainty. I mean, you look here and what have we been saying for the last week? We predicted shop. We predicted that the fade trade would probably work better than going with the Momo trade in the next six weeks because of all the election uncertainty. Now we let add a whole nother layer of uncertainty on top of it all. So I think you're fully buying dips and selling rips all over the place. Um, right now, the stocks, if I was buying the dip this morning and I am on certain stocks, I'm picking on the stocks that were showing strength yesterday, but I am also picking on the stocks that are um, the stay at home place because we have that uncertainty to a certain extent here today. And you were seeing a lot of stocks just maybe thrown out with the bathwater call it right now, but you're seeing all the stay at home plays down. I mean, Zoom is trading down, Peloton is trading down. Full disclosure, I bought some Peloton already this morning on the dip because um, it was strong yesterday. And I think the money just probably flows right back into those stay at home plays. So I think, you know, if we look just this morning, the queues are relatively weak, IWM, is trading higher, only down one and a half percent. Qs are down two percent. I would not be surprised if that started to go the other way, um, if the market, you know, does the playbook like it has, where when we get COVID uncertainty, it hits the it hits the you know reopening trade, and they go right back into the stay at home trade. So the video games, the zooms, the pelotons, the teledocs, some of the tech names. I mean, those could turn around. With that being said, when you got the market down this much, everything is going to go down. So, and obviously we're gonna get a jobs number here in 15 minutes and that could change things as well. You know, what does this jobs number look like? I think it takes a back seat now to the president's health, but it's gonna be market moving. So I continue to think that the fade trade is the way to play this. Um, and I'm going to continue to play it that way. Yeah, to your point about everything going down, pretty much everything is down this morning, as, as Joel pointed out, except mm. for gold and the TLT, I guess. And the first thing I did was, was look at like the IBB and look at your stay-at-home place, just see what was going on there. So yeah, Netflix, they're all down this morning. Uh, but Dennis, you're saying that you would buy the dip in those before buying the dip. And, and, yeah, and if you want to go and buy the dip, I think it's in the stocks that were working yesterday. And what an interesting setup. And people, I have multiple texts, are you buying Rocket? Are you buying Rocket? Um, and I already am in Rocket. Uh, but I wasn't going to chase it up at 20. It was trading 23 last night after hours and chasing up 22.66. Well, you know what? You're getting a second shot at Rocket here this morning. It's down 5% and I'm already in it. But if you're not in it and you wanted to be in it, you saw that big move yesterday. I mean, 
I would buy yesterday's leaders if I'm buying the dip. I'm not saying, you know, that this is the bottom, we got to come in and buy the dip. I'm saying if you are so inclined, I would be buying the stocks that were performing well yesterday. I would be picking on those stocks. So I would pick on Rocket, meaning buy, if I was buying the dip, I would buy that. I've already said I've bought the dip on Peloton because I think the stay-at-home thing just continues to work. And I don't see why Peloton, which made a new all-time high yesterday, all of a sudden gets slammed with, you know, when we're starting to worry about the virus again. I think it's probably the stock that gets picked up. Zoom, um, same story. Um, it's down here. I haven't bought it, but I mean, it's already starting to show life from the pre-market lows. So you're already starting to see that trade to a certain extent. Is it a crowded trade? That's an issue. It probably is a little bit crowded, but that's a trade that continues to work when we get worried about the virus. So I'm just going back to the well and doing what, what, what has worked in the past. I just want to clarify, when you said stocks that were working yesterday, you, you did not mean stocks like Bed Bath & Beyond, right? No, I, I would stay away. Like Boeing was working yesterday to a certain extent before it started to leak. And now Boeing is down significantly. I know it was the Kramer love that gave it the pop and Kramer. Now, now it's down eight bucks from where Kramer was saying, go and buy it. Um, it, it, it's he's a victim of just you know a bad headline the reopening trade is off all of a sudden like i mean look at the cruise lines ccl down four and a half percent relatively weak nclh down four and a half percent american airlines down three and a half percent you can clearly see it that there's relative weakness in the in the, in the reopening stocks and i think there'll still be some relative strength we're not seeing it too much this morning here yet but we're starting to see it materialize where we're starting to see zoom move up here i mean zoom's only down 1.3 percent now where was zoom earlier this morning joel zebra zebra michael it got, uh, it got down, down earlier. to 468 yeah so you're already yeah. 10 points off the low so this is, this trade has already started it started around six o'clock this morning where okay people are getting silly zoom is a stock that people flock into when there's COVID uncertainty so going back to the well those are the stocks that are probably going to work so not saying nothing works 100% of the time. And as traders, you're always just going, you know, and I'm, I'm quantitatively looking for an edge. I mean, it might turn around. Maybe, you know, we get a jobs number that in 12 minutes, it changes everything. New fundamental news can change an opinion. As a short-term trader, you have to be able to change your opinion very quickly. But what we're seeing already materialize this morning is some of these typical stay-at-home stocks already you know, at 8.30 in the morning, starting to show some life. So you look at like a take two down two and a half percent here this morning. That might be a stock that I would be inclined to buy the dip on. I already own it. Activision Blizzard had uh, news. They had a game delay. So I might stay away from that one. Um, but th these are stocks to think about because these are stocks that have worked in the past when we've been worried about the virus. So, so small, yeah, Joel, go ahead. Small, small tangent here because you, you mentioned take two and I, I have not been able to find the article. Uh, but the brief time that I was in the car yesterday, uh, listening to sports radio, they were coming up with statistics of the, what, what's uh, people born after uh, 97? That's Gen Z, right? Gen Z, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. And the, what you had talked about, Dennis, and like people migrating away from sports into like gaming, e-gaming and sports like that, the statistics that I heard are just startling as far as where the Gen Zers are going. There's a good percentage of Gen Zers that could care less about the NFL, the NBA, uh, going to ballparks, going to tailgates. They like the video games. I mean, that's a whole generation. We're talking about a generational shift here. And, you know, you've talked about the Take-Two and the, and the yeah. Activision and things like that. And 
I think we're, you know, the next generation, you know, we're huge sports fans. I know Spencer, you know, you are, you grew up the same age as my daughter, Dana, but uh, boy, oh boy. I mean, the statistics were absolutely startling. And then you watch that baseball, you know what? That baseball, those playoffs, I mean, I, I literally fall asleep. I mean, they're, they're, they're so boring. And I always I, fall asleep during I, I was baseball to, games. I was up till 1 a.m. the other night watching the, the Yankee game. I mean, it, it, it went late. But, uh, yeah, to your point, Joel, you, it, it can take a while. It, it is a generational shift. It, um, it, so. and, and you're making a good point. And that's why, you know, in my long-term portfolio, I've got a lot of video game makers there. And I've got, you know, some of these others because I think you're correct. Like, I mean, I don't think people are just you know, not going to like sports anymore. There's always going to be people who like sports and there's always going to be people who don't like sports. But I think the point you're making is that the gaming trends, which, you know, probably, you know, got reignited from COVID. I don't think go away after COVID is taken no. care of. I think this is a, a trend. And then people are like, I like playing these video games. You hooked a few people. So that's why I think, you know, and Take-Two has always been very conservative with their guidance is probably why the stock, you know, they'll come out and say, oh, it was an awesome quarter, but, you know, our expectations, you know, is that this may not last. Kind of what they've been saying in the conference calls. It might last longer than you think. So I'm full disclosure, I'm long Take-Two, I'm long EA, I'm long Glue Mobile. I sold my Activision Blizzard, but I might even rebuy it. Um, I want to be long Zynga. It's had a good day. i I'd like I'd like to rebuy that on the dip and maybe these are the stocks I'm looking at. Um, Upwork, another one that they were talking about in the chat, which you know Jason Rasdick and myself were talking about. I played this to the long side for a few days, got out too early. It's pulling back here this morning after a great day. It's the kind of stock that will work, you know, in a COVID environment. And we just, you know, we, we don't want to talk the whole show about the virus, but I mean, no, it's won't. not just Trump. I mean, I saw some stats like Europe, you know, looking at the cases, the cases are higher overall in Europe now than they were in March. So you are fully in the second wave here now in a lot of areas. And yes, the death rate appears to be lower, which is a very good thing. Um, but maybe that's people letting their guard down now too. And that's why it's going to continue to spread because people are like, oh, it's just the flu. There's a lot more people arguing that it's just the flu. And who am I to say that it's not just the flu at this point in time? Because there's not, you know, yes, there's, you know, people dying, but they're not dying at the tune of five, six, seven percent that they were dying back in March. So one of two things has happened, either virus is weakened or it wasn't as deadly as we initially thought. And, um, you know, it's still, I don't want to get it. I'm scared of it. I don't want to get it. But at the same time, I'm not scared of it like I was back in March with the unknown where you were seeing six, 7%, it's like, oh man, you know, you get this thing, you got a one in 15 chance of dying. I don't think that's the case now. I think, you know, the death rate's going to be significantly under 1%. And that's a good thing. So, but the bad news is, is that the virus is spreading and there is still obviously, you know, a lot of, in Europe, they're having, you know, restaurants and bars closing again. You know, they're doing, you know, another shutdown here. So, there's issues here for a lot of those reopening stocks. Someone to also consider is how do stocks that have had good news this morning, how do they play out today? Because th that could also inform us just how freaked out the market is. So, for, for example, Twilio and Tesla and, and Neo, we'll do all three of those at once because they all. I, I just will say one thing before we do that. Yeah. When I'm watching the NBA, I'm a little bit watching the NBA. Doesn't it kind of look like, I mean, the way they're doing things, doesn't it kind of look, making it look like a video game? Well, kinda, <laughs> with the, no, I'm serious. That, that's because they're in the bubble, but yeah. They're in the bubble and just uh, the way that they're, uh, they're using the cameras and stuff. It's weird. I'm telling you, it's weird. I'm weird, 
but okay. it's weird watching this stuff. So anyways, people are getting bored. We're talking yeah. about the real world. Well, let's go talk Tesla. Well, okay. it, 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 we have some news Neo. from Tesla this morning. Yep, we'll do Neo and Tesla together here. Sure. Neo, Neo had deliveries they announced overnight. Tesla just announced them yes. right before the show started. So Neo's deliveries up 154% in the third quarter. Uh, year over year, they delivered 12,206 cars. Uh, last quarter, Tesla delivered. Uh, let me pull the exact total number because I just pulled a few different numbers here. But uh, Tesla deliveries were 139,300 in the quarter. Uh, and that was slightly above estimates. And then the company came out and said that that's a conservative number. So Neo and Tesla, both with strong quarters from a delivery perspective mm-hmm. last quarter. And Tesla, you see on the chart, uh, I don't know if Joel- Sure, I'll put Tesla uh, first. All right. Yeah, so Tesla, I mean, open down is rallying though. So how the market reacts to stocks that have had good news today for me, that'll tell me a lot. It, it, it's hard. You know, obviously the market over outweighs most of stocks. Like I always say, you know, you look at upgrades and downgrades. And when you have a big event like this and a big market whoosh, upgrades and downgrades, the effects get muted from it. But, you know, on individual stock news, you can have obviously some some wicked spikes. Tesla did bump up after they reported the deliveries. We were down at the 426 area and we got up to 436 area. Kind of hanging out at 433. So we'll see what it does. I mean, Tesla ran to a wall of resistance of 450. So that's, you know, just from a technical basis, is still the level there that it continues to struggle with. I'm long Neo, full disclosure. Sticking with it as long as above 20 starts getting below 20, I might get nervous. But I think, you know, a healthy t- retest of 20 is not a bad thing for Neo. I still think the story is intact here at Stocks and an Uptrend. It made a new all time high two days ago. I don't see why to get off the Neo train unless we really think the market's going for a landslide, and I don't think that's happening. Uh, one number, one number only in Tesla. That's 442.68, and that was the close uh, on the day before the split. And yeah, you've had that resistance a little bit above it, and you closed above it above once or twice. But that, to me, you get you get a couple closes above 442.68. And it will just make it will just fly through that 500. If it can't do that, if it can't clear, get out of this area and this holds its resistance, then you may get another shot at 350. But that's the one number in Tesla. Uh, Neo, I see it in the red. I uh, mm. gave it gave some back here yesterday, and I think we have two lows in the same area for Neo. Let me uh, let me pull it up here. We you do. sure do. I mean, I know you like it here, Dennis, and I know you're giving it down to under 20. I just think it, for me, I'm looking a little bit more short term. It better hold that 2076, 2083. Those are the last two sessions. If not, they'll be gunning for your $20 area. That's that's what I'm seeing on the charts in NIO. We have three minutes before the jobs number oh, here. Wow. And we will see some movement here because obviously with as much, you know, volatility as we're seeing, market makers have backed off. So you're just going to see natural volatility from the lack of liquidity. Um, you know, a lot of times people, you know, cite volatility and it, it's more a function of liquidity than it is anything else. And when you have crazy movement, you have market makers backing off their quotes. So there's less orders physically sitting in the book because people are, are not going to sit their orders up there to get picked off. Especially today. And, yeah. So it's going to go real wide. The spy is going to go real wide. It's already six, seven cents wide. It's going to go probably 30, 40, 50 cents wide here um, right before the number. And we're going to see what happens. Um, I'm obviously going to pack off my quotes too because I don't want to get picked off. So um, 
individual stock news moving away from the autos just for a second let's go to twilio because twlo had guidance last night the stock ripped higher on it and it is holding up very well uh considering the uh, the, the market sell-off twilio is down almost nothing from where it was last night it's up nine percent so big move for twlo trading up near its all-time highs joel thoughts here wow twilio. Yeah, 280, 279, 85. Go charts, charts, please. Oh, and oh, boy, you got up your 284.95 uh, stands as your pre market high. Oh, two highs right here to contend with. I would just wait for it to get up there. 288.88 is the old time high. Another high at 286.99. Fact that we backed off doesn't make me as optimistic that we're going to get back up there because we are 10 points off it. A little bit of a weak market, but keep an eye on that. Let's just call it uh, 280. Well, that's three point uh, 287. That pretty much us 287.50. That spots the uh, those right in the middle of those two highs. All time closing high comes in at two eighty six thirty three. So if you're looking for some potential targets here, uh, Triple D will let you uh, step I'm away. Go trade yep. this number. Um, yep, and I want to make sure that I cancel my orders here. <laughs> yes, probably. Good. I would. I I really would be tempted. Uh, fade this thing at 338 but uh, right, uh, real fast we're gonna get the number of 30 seconds here looking for uh non-farm payrolls uh last month of 875,000 uh versus 1.37 million in august so we're expecting fewer jobs added in september than august unemployment rate expected to go down uh to 8.2 percent from 8.4 percent in August. So those are the two numbers here, the 875,000 and 8.2% on the unemployment. That's what we're watching for. Numbers are coming out here imminently. All right. And uh, we're just hanging out. So we got a little excited, took us up to, to 3330. Uh, now we got some red here. We're testing right. the low of the last bar. What do you got for me? Uh, 661,000 non-farm jobs added last month i mentioned that 875,000 estimates so a big miss not as many jobs added last month as expected and and an even bigger decline from august than we thought so 661,000 jobs added in september 1.3 million jobs added in august big drop there Unemployment rate is 7.9%, so that's better than expected. Unemployment rate is going down. We went from 8.4% in August to 7.9% in September. So that number's getting there, but not as many jobs, far fewer jobs added last month than what were expected. Uh, and I don't think you're going to see like this trend changing for a little while here, especially what was the spat of layoffs that we got this week? Spencer, yeah, yeah, the timing was conspicuous. It was it was Disney and uh, World Dutch Shell and like three others off, off the top. All of State, All State, yeah, a bunch yeah. of this week. Yep. Oh, there and, were fur- furloughs at the airlines. Oh, yep, yep. yep. So, uh, but the market is 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 ignored that that I mean that information and and really is rallied in the need you know in the face of this and. Uh, <laughs> You're kind of right back where you were. Uh, we were trading at 32.25 uh, before the number. Someone got a little excited, took us up to 33.30, and took out the bar, that 33.20 bar. And now you're right back in the middle, folks. I just, 
I, I think this is what you're going to be looking at. Not, not only today, uh, but tomorrow, rest of the month, the election. I think there's just a lot of uncertainty in this market. And if maybe if you're a rage trader, I mean, this might be your time to shine. If you it, can. it was crickets, really. I mean, you got yeah. a little lift and a little dip. And then, like you said, we ended up right back where we were. I mean, the market is not concerned about um, looking back no. at the jobs for last month. We're now concerned about the president's health. So it's not surprising that whatever chop we got off that would just settle right back into the same area. So there's one concern here, and that is the president's health. And until we get more clarity on that, you're going to continue to see um, some chop. And it's going to be driven by those headlines going forward. So jobs number really wasn't important here, at least not right now. Uh, and then also worth noting, private payrolls were better, better than expected. 877,000 private jobs added versus an 850,000 estimate. So yeah, it is what it is. Uh, miss on the job, new jobs beat on unemployment. Um, I like what Daily Data just said in the YouTube chat. Uh, he or she is going back into their cave. They'll be back on Monday. That's a good way of approaching things. Just <laughs> it, it just good. today. Today's going to be a week. It's not the worst day to just sign off the internet, your platforms, and just live your life. It's go the for, weekend. Go right? for a hike. Go for a hike. Do, do something. One, else. one thing I'll say is, don't chase. Don't be a chaser today and say, "Oh, I have to get in this move." I mean, think about the people who were chasing Rocket yesterday, and you know they're buying it up after hours of twenty three. This is it. It's going back to thirty. This is the move. And all and immediately, you know, yes, they got you know hammered with a he bad headline about the president, but it just again and again in this market in the last few weeks, it is not paid to chase stocks. It is paid to wait, have your point and then strike when it comes to you, let it come to you because we just seem to find a way to chop around. And I don't think that goes away. I think you're going to continue to see chop for the next six to eight weeks ahead of the election. That's yeah, not even that far away out. And, and just to, um, just to compliment on what you're saying, Dennis, don't chase. Don't hesitate on a target. If you get a target, if you're in something, it meets your risk reward ratio, then take it because I don't think it's going to be a day. I mean, or move your stop up, you know, whatever your style of trading is, but don't, because this thing is going to turn. There's going to be, you know, so many 10, 15 point rips and dips. I was what this thing yesterday after the open, I uh, was doing some things, looking up midday, and I'm like, Oh, 3370. Oh, 3355. Oh, 3375. Oh, 3360. I'm like, okay, throw my stops out there. Come and get me. Chop me up. I, I think that's going to be. I think you just stick to your, especially now, the more wilder markets get, the more you just need to stick to your discipline yeah. and, um, you know, chop. I mean, in fact, well, I, I wonder if we're even going to see the average daily range start to go down now. I mean, it might be wicked within that range. But maybe we're, you know, maybe we're just going to wind ourselves into like a, a tizzy and then boom, you know, break out, break out to the upside or break down to the downside. One thing I will say is if you are underinvested and you've been waiting for a pullback here and you've got, you know, stocks that you want, you know, the time maybe is today, like on a rocket, if you really wanted it and, you know, and some of these other stocks and not only the stay at home plays, I mean, everything is down. I'm looking at my screen. There's literally everything down today. So if you've got a stock that you really wanted and you want to buy the dip, and you, I, I don't think this is the type of market that's going to just epically collapse here. I don't think we're going down to like 3,000. I don't think this is the start of something bigger. I might be wrong. 
I don't think it is, though. I think we're going to have more headlines and Trump's going to say, I feel good. And the market's going to go up on that. You know, he might just tweet out, who knows, in an hour. You know, he sees the market down. He's like, I'm feeling great. I'm asymptomatic. Market will rally to probably 20 handles on that. So, you know, we are, like Spencer says, it was a great tip right off the hop when he was talking about watch Trump's Twitter feed. His tweets will move the market now. And we want to know about his health and nothing, there's not going to be any better source than Trump himself. So I think, you know, you do watch Trump's Twitter feed. And if he comes out and says, you know, I'm feeling good, asymptomatic here, and we're going to beat this, I mean, you know, that, that could actually be uh, and hop the market out there. So I think point I'm trying to make is if you have stocks that you want to be in and you've been waiting for a dip, you're getting another dip here again today. So buying the dip, selling the rip has been the way to make money here. You're getting a significant dip here this morning. So if you're buying the dip, I'm not going to yell at you and say, what the hell are you doing? I, you know, <laughs> I, like I said, I was buying the dip on a few stocks myself. Uh, now, I know you said don't, not to chase, but think back to February. What were the very first stocks that were rallying off of coronavirus? It was APT, it was Lake, it was CODX, yeah. Novio, right? Yeah. It, it, those were the stocks in February that were, that were going like crazy when this thing first started. They're mm-hmm. all up again this morning. Well, yeah. All Lake, did you miss, did you throw Lake in there? Yeah, yeah he did. Yep. Yeah. Lake, too. Lake, APT, CODX. Protective uh, gear makers. So yeah. Lake, obviously, APT, both making PPE. Um, and both stocks, Lake is, tr- is bit up here this morning. It's trading up 50 cents. And then APT as well, Spencer's up a box. So Good call. Um, I, I don't think I would chase these, though. Because I think this is just the whipsaw. Oh, what are we going to buy here? We got to buy something. Let's go buy the PPE stocks because we're scared of coronavirus again. Um, I think the better days are behind Lake. I know APT is really sold out from the highs. Um, but, you know, you look at Lake and you think, is it going back to 26, 27, 28 bucks? You know, yeah. it's this started back in the corona, you know, back at like 11 and 12. So we're still up significantly from there. And I think rallies are actually to be sold in these stocks. So I'm not a fan of going in either of these stocks. I would not hide out in these thinking you're safe. I think actually I would sell the rallies in these stocks if they, if they have significant rallies. Today. Yeah, we're, good. We're, we're not holding here, folks. Uh, that little pop, we are now below where we were uh, when that number came out. Um, I think hard to lean on 3,300 and a quarter. Uh, that was your pre-market low. Uh, because the lowest number I have on my sheet uh, is 32.87 and a half. And that was uh, your low from Monday and actually your close from last Friday. Uh, 30 and then that, why did we have that dip on Wednesday? I cannot remember, but we went right to that area as well. So until, until we breach 32.90, you know, with a vengeance, I'm, I'm looking for this, maybe a 3,300 to 34 trading range. We are, we are, kind of pressing down on the lower end of that range but 31 31 90 that's that's my huge support level i must have what one two three four five six seven stars there and then something else to think about i i i caught this you know amongst all the headlines this morning that the house uh passed a a relief bill not expected to get any play in the senate uh so i don't think that will impact things at all but there, there's also the relief package to think about in addition to the president and the first city having COVID and the election. There's also yeah. that. Don't forget about that. We still haven't gotten any clarity there. So you may see a headline. I don't think you are. I don't think the Dems want a deal before the election, right? Because that, that would, you know, give a pop to the market. And 
I don't, they seem so far apart. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's just something, again, it's just one more thing to think about as if we need so many things to think about spencer my head is exploding here well, that's, that's why uh, whoever it was in the chat maybe like pour yourself a martini for lunch and call it a day you know it's gonna be one i think i might actually take tonight off it's gonna be one of those <laughs> there oh boy triple d's not gonna trade a friday night yeah uh, maybe i'll take off early so right. uh we're gonna get jason rasing on in a couple of minutes in the meantime let's do some tickers from the chat yeah uh, what's uh, going on with the chat yeah uh laura uh laura laura dup in the benzinga chat asking about beyond meat uh, I, I'm hoping they don't have any news because I didn't. If they did, I didn't see it. I doubt <laughs> they did. I just think it's down with the market two point seven percent today. Ouch! It's the kind of stock though that has been hot, and you know, valuation it can you know all that matters again is story, and the story is still intact. I have never understood you know why you know a, a, this vegan burger is better than any other veggie burger, but um, the market doesn't care. The market likes the story. The market has spoken. The technicals are speaking. This was a stock that was trying to make a new high again yesterday. I believe it did by a few cents. And it's pulling back there this morning. So this fits the bill. It fits the bill, the kind of stock you want to buy on the pullback because these are the kind of stocks that just find another headline. They'll sign another contract with whoever and the stock will pop 10 bucks on it. So hard to fight the tape. I don't think this is the start of a reversal here and beyond meat. The purple Jeff Mackey purple crown, perfectly intact. Probably even to get down to the 155 area. A little bit early, down 460 maybe. But if you're buying dips, these are the kind of stocks I'd buy the dip in. Yeah, and I, I would just say, you know, this 172.50 is uh, really sticking out to me because you had your highs from the last two days right there, 172.45, 172.69. So if you're looking for more upside and potential target, you got to get above there and uh, in post to close above there. Um, also, that's kind of flirting with your high going back in 2019. You had a 169.31 high. So this whole 170, 172 area is looming as major resistance as we speak. Um, on the downside, you are down 480. If you're looking to exit on some weakness, uh, your two-day low was 163.84, call it 164. So the only reason I, I'd be hesitant to own the stock under that is your next daily low is not down to 159.15. And of course, the, clo well, the close is up at 170.60. So you got the resistance above. The re resistance to me is much stronger than the support at this time. Uh, and then before we wait for Jason, we'll keep on going here. I saw someone mention Alibaba. Dennis, didn't you mention you were long that overnight? Or did I, did I imagine that? No, um, I'm long in my long-term portfolio. They've made that up. Okay. I'm, you know what? It didn't make a new high. That's somewhat concerning here. Um, we knew the bogey was 299. It got up yesterday to 295. And now, and then it peeled off. So it was already an ugly candle from yesterday that it was like getting rejected at the old high. And now you have the further rejection. I'm long Alibaba sticking with in the long-term portfolio. If I had on for a trade, I would actually look for rallies to sell in this. Yeah, pair high, same area. Oh, yeah, just ahead of that all-time high. Pair yeah, high is 295. Like 
I'd use that close, two ninety oh five. If you're looking to wiggle out of this thing, I know that's five bucks from the high of the move, but uh, if you get a pop to the close, I'd say the first time up there that should be pretty good resistance. Could that be the all time closing high too? No, the all time closing high is up at two ninety six oh seven. So keep an eye on the close on that one on Alibaba and kind of thin on support. What is your two day low? Your two-day low is 83.71. So there's your short-term support. All right. I saw someone mention NetEase, NTES. It is not down 80% today. They had a one-for-five split go into effect. So if you're seeing that, that's why. Don't freak out. Just to close is $92.71. So it is actually only down 1.3% here this morning. So it's right. not even down as far as the market. So go. don't I panic. Thought... You didn't lose all your money in that East. All right. Well, last one quickly. I'll bring Jason on now. Let's look at Jay and Jay real fast. Johnson Johnson. Jay, Jay, we haven't talked about a normal stock in a long time. Defensive, huh. ugly candle yesterday. Um, if this gets some life because we're trying to get defensive off the hop, I think it's to be sold. The 150 is just huge. It's struggling there. It's not a cheap stock. It hasn't been a cheap stock for a long time. And I feel like it's topping out. I don't know if eventually, eventually it gets above 155. It gets interesting again, but I'll say guilty until proven innocent. Wasn't that one of your best stocks of the year a couple of years ago? Might've been. Yeah. I'm I don't trade J&J &J as much as I did. I'm trading all this Momo. The, the chat's got me in all these Momo stocks now. I used to always trade the bar yeah, and I'm like, oh, these exciting stocks. So. <laughs> I trade That's workhorse bad, now. Bad influence. All right, Jason. Bad Rasnick. influence. What it is? Jason Rasnick is the founder and CEO of Benzinga. Joining us now on Premarket Prep. Jason, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear? Wait, am I on mute or something? Yep, no, we hear you. We see. All you. right. Good. 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 So exciting day in the neighborhood. Good morning to all Benzinga Premarket Prep listeners. So we got some Tesla numbers. We got some employment numbers. Okay, we got some gambling stocks back. moving. Before this is the back. kind of day I, I like. And Spencer Israel wants to say something. Go ahead, Spencer. Before we get to that, I mean, today's a, a good day to have you on because I just want to know, as someone who went through this virus, right, you and your family had this virus, uh, can you – I don't know if we ever just asked you what it was, what it was like, really. Maybe we did uh, when you first came on and told us you had it. But tell us again – what what it was like and how how your work was limited or like just tell us about what it was like to go through the virus so you can sort of get a feel for maybe what the president could be going through i was in denial like the nile river for the first couple days so i didn't think i had it we were exposed we got on sunday we were exposed on friday night we got tested monday morning or monday afternoon we should have got tested tuesday morning because it may not have it may not have been sh like showing up at that time and so then on Tuesday and Wednesday, I was at home and I was just like laying in bed. And I didn't, I mean, just being frank, I didn't know what it was, why I was laying in bed. I thought maybe I was like, maybe burnt out, which was weird for me, or I thought I was depressed. I didn't know, but I, it was like, I was laying in bed because I, I was tired. I couldn't like move. Like I was just really, really exhausted. I thought like diet, whatever. I wasn't coughing. I didn't have a, a fever and stuff like that. And then what happened was, Saturday, we were having a um, couple couples over to our house. And then Stacy, my wife, says she's not feeling good. I'm like, okay, this is her excuse not to have fun tonight. You know, go. So I'm like, go get tested. So she went and got the speed, the quick test, and she had it. And then we all went and got tested. And then I had it. And then Josh had it. And so um, I, it reoccurred for me, like, like for one or two days, where I was just like uh, lethargic. Stacy was sick, she was in the basement. Like had a, had a, you know, a cold, a, a mid-sized to bad cold. The, um, but day seven, 
to 10 or day seven. No, day seven, eight, and nine is when I had headaches. I, I had headaches each night and they were headaches that were like bad. I'm not a guy that gets a lot of headaches. And so maybe I'm a baby, but I took four Advils or Motrin, whatever it is. And they really didn't do much. So the worst part for me was the headaches at night. Um, and then you guys know, like when you're really sick and you don't want to talk to anyone, like I was for those two days when I was in bed, I was lethargic. I think it hits everyone differently. Um, I do know this, and this is something that my friend runs part of um, a big, big hospital chain here. They have way less hospitalizations in Michigan for the last three months. It, it seems to be a weaker strand or some sort in Michigan. Maybe it's elsewhere too, but um, I'm not hearing the hospitalizations. I hear it's a cold and then you had these headaches and, um, you know, I, I was taking vitamin C. I took the stuff that they say works against Corona. Um, I was shocked my wife had it and I was shocked that, um, I had it. So I, those days I was in bed, I just thought I told you I was tired, but I guess I had it. And then, so, so I guess how long did it take really from diagnosis, uh, to, to get through it? Five days. Well, from diagnosis, so Spencer, two things. I didn't have diagnosis originally. When I, those two days that I was in bed, I just thought I was like, like, I thought it was just a weird thing I was going through. I was like, whoa, I'm just super tired. Not that I was burnt out. I was like, oh, maybe I was sad about something, but I had it. So okay. the, the question is, how long did it take from when my symptoms occurred to um, being done? Right. I would say, I would say eight or nine days. Okay. It was three days in the beginning, two days in the beginning that I, I, you know, and then it was like three days of nothing. And then towards the end is when the head, I feel like when the headaches happen and the sense of smell happen is when it's ending. Okay. So I believe that Trump and, you know, Melania may be okay. Maybe not so many symptoms, but I believe like in two or three days, if you know, um, or four days, they're going to start having headaches. Like that's what I believe. Like, I think that's one of the most common things and they're, and they're not, the typical headache you get, like take an Advil and it goes away. That it's not like that. It's longer. So I think good point uh, that you made about the hospitalizations. And I think like at the height of the pandemic, that was the thing that bothered, you know, that worried me the most is like, wow, the hospitals are full. When have there ever been a point in your life when you, if you were really sick, that either A, you didn't want to go to the hospital because everyone else there had it, and B, that they were full. And then the thing when uh, my daughter Emily was covering, um, you know, the deaths in Detroit and everything, when uh, I drove her down there to take a picture of the refrigeration trucks because they didn't have enough, you know, places to, to put the bodies and stuff. That's when I was like, holy moly. That was like at that and we're no we're nowhere near that so i think i think that's something to keep in mind is the, ho the hospitalization rate is much lower yep the hospitalization rate's lower but also i mean yeah they built those those hospitals i mean we built one in our cobo hall or tcf center and um 20 people went there and they spent yep. six to eight million dollars but the truth is like i have a friend um who's not you know immune deficiency he he's jealous I know it sounds weird, guys. He's jealous I got Corona. He like tried to get it because when you get it, the recurrence rate is so low that I can go in places. I'm taking my first trip next week. I have to go to New York for work and I'm going Thursday morning, come back Friday night. But because I had Corona, it, um, it makes it, you know, um, less likely that I'll get a recurrence and yeah. stuff like that. Hmm. So, so in the winter months and why I bought, you know, some stocks for the winter months, because, 
you know, restaurants need to, you know, be able to have food. So they're going to have the, the heat lamps. That's why we got UGI and SPH and you want to transition to stocks now? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. And that's just to wrap up on that. I guess we'll have to revisit this entire situation in a week or a week and a half and see how, how the president has progressed based on what, what, what you've said you went through. Uh, but yeah, what have you been buying? I mean, and the president's a lot older than me. So that's the thing, but again, it affects him different. And, but what, but what I do think he'll have the best medical care and he'll have that. And I, I think, um, I mean, it affects people differently. So you just, you right. just, ne- you, you just you never know. You don't know. Like, exactly. like I kind of feel like today or tomorrow guys, they're going to say it was a false positive, it was a false positive, but I don't know. I do find it funny though. I have a lot of doctor friends who like said that he for sure already had it. He had it and didn't tell anyone he was lying. And now, you know, it's out there. I just, everyone always thinks there's a, like a scam going on, but whatever it's, it's, it's noise. And I try to ignore it. So right. what ignore it? So what, so uh, Dennis talked about it and I know it's giving back some, but Upwork is finally playing out. I own a bunch of call options on it. Um, I got tired of it for a bit. Um, Upwork again, is not a trade for me. It's something I'm going to own for six, to eight months. I'm trying to hire Benzinga is trying to hire in, in every position possible right now and Upwork and there's a company called Toptail and we're, we're going hardcore and using these freelancing sites. If we're spending the money there, someone's making money and mm-hmm. a good trade has always been invest in what Benzinga buys. Invest in what Benzinga buys has always been a good trade. Ring Central, Twilio, Twilio, Jeff Lawson, just talked to Jeff, too. Jeff's the CEO. Just talked to him uh, last week. Again, remember I went to middle school, elementary school, high school with Jeff Lawson. I've owned Twilio since the IPO. I didn't get pre-IPO shares, but I own it since the IPO. I mean, look at the stock. And I don't, I didn't own it huge, guys. I owned it. Yeah, there you go. There's a, there's a nice long-term chart. Whoever did that, that's awesome. I owned it at $67. I think I bought, just to be honest, 100 shares then or something. You know, and so the stock, this, it's a huge move. Again, our, pre, our lesson here for the pre-market prep, when I come on, I like to talk about the thing behind the thing, the thing behind the thing. Benzinga has been paying Twilio for four years for our text message alerts for Benzinga Pro and our Market 5 products. By the way, if I haven't said it, check out Benzinga Pro. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dennis, that's uh, good stuff. Anyway, so Twilio, <laughs> Twilio is the thing behind the thing. So if you're looking for a trade, maybe you sell today and, and take the strength. Jason, if you're looking for a long-term thing, go ahead, Spencer. Yes. We've been using, uh, I think since before I've been here, we've been using Asana. I was going to go to the, yes, yes. So Asana, I didn't buy yet. I wanted to see it come down a little bit because I think these stocks, just like one of my favorite stocks in the world, RKT, they go up and then they go down, but then there's chances to buy them. And so, um, you know, Asana, I will be picking up. I will be picking up. And one of the reasons I am, and this is where the Upwork thing comes in. I have, I think the market is about finding intelligence before others find it. Now, if you're a technical trader like Joel, that's different. But so Asana, we know well. But one thing I can tell you about Asana, guys, is the last six months, their product speed and development speed has gone up tenfold. They're introducing so many things because there's a company called Notion that's not public that is pretty good and Asana knows it. And they're starting to innovate in a real way. Um, another company, Alassian that I bought, team. yeah, team, team's a symbol. That's another one in, in, the um, in the space that you, you look at that, that that's a, the example. We've been using that, bought that one at, what is it? I bought it at $86, $88. I bought that one at a uh, team. And so Asana, I think we'll have that trend. You're not going to go wrong. Now, listen, 
I bought Slack, work, W-O-R-K. Let's go to that chart. Do your long-term thing. Whoever's doing these charts is doing awesome. But put on, put on work for a second. Because this is, this, is this is a tale of two cities here. All right, so I bought Slack at the IPO. Thought it was a no-brainer buy. Literally thought it was a no-brainer. I bought it at $35. Then I bought it at 32, 26, 17, okay? So it doesn't always go straight up, and that's why I suggest when you buy a stock to buy in increments. Buy in increments. And so my, my cost basis, when I originally bought Slack, I really bought it at $35. I'm not lying to you guys. I bought my cost basis on it, and I can share my screen at uh, $17.23. $17 so they're not always going to go straight up. It's valuations, and you just you dollar cost average. I did, I did that on Peloton. I started buying Peloton at 60 all the way down to 25 So it's those are the kind of things. Now, um, I got a bunch of messages yesterday about RKT yesterday, a bunch. So I just want to, if you guys are listening to the show, uh, appreciate it, and l let's talk RKT. I have told you guys I bought I bought RKT. It's not for sure trade for me. It's a long-term position. Dennis has his long-term position. He talked about not Activision, but the other um, gaming stocks he owns. Um, made me want to buy some more gaming stocks, to be honest. Um, I was playing. I was I was playing last night with my son Josh, nine years old, Fortnite on Twitch with Bryson DeChambeau last night. Like we were talking to him. I have never like played Fortnite or Bryson DeChambeau. It was the what? We don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. Are you joking? Wait, who? He's a golfer. No. The, US, the U.S. Open winner. I, I don't. I, I don't know golf. Maybe he's I'll the one who told Jason to give yeah. up golf. Yes, right, he did. Right. Yes, he did. And he, he told me to give up golf. And also, he's the U.S. Open winner, and he's the Rocket Mortgage Classic winner, and he'll probably be the Masters winner. He's going to put some. He, he's going to put some stuff. I have to get off subject. Today, off subject for one second. He's going to put something on Instagram today or tomorrow. He used a 48-inch driver and hitting the ball so far, it's almost like that um, Happy Gilmore stuff. Wait till you guys hear the news from Bryson DeChambeau. In two days, it's going to go viral. I guarantee it. You heard it here first. Okay, RKT. So I bought RKT long-term portfolio. If you guys want to trade it, you guys, I know it's, it's a trending stock. It's top five most traded. It's like active. It's trending every day. RKT announced some cool news with Realtor.com, but I, can, I will believe that you'll continue to see you know, news and activity out of RKT. Here's the thing. The best day to sell RKT is always tomorrow. They're always innovating and doing stuff. And that's my position on it. So if you really want to know where I think, ask me in three months. I got seven DMs on Twitter yesterday. I'm looking at it right now. Seven DMs um, on Twitter yesterday asking me about RKT. And so I can't, I'm not that good on the short-term thing. I would go to Joel and Dennis over me. 10 times on that, but I'm a long-term holder. Okay, but I don't want to waste all the time on RKT. Um, we got a couple other things playing out that we need to really talk about. Um, okay, so. Deliveries? Yeah, we're going to go to that one. That's my one next one after this. Well, okay, okay you, you don't have it up yet. VSTO. VSTO. A lot of hit VSTO. This is one we've talked about for years on the show or six months now. You guys, this election is crazy. It's elections crazy. And when this election's crazy, people buy stuff like outdoor equipment, like guns and stuff like that. If you want a hedge and you want the craziness, just own VSTO as a hedge. Just, just, just trust me. This is one you just hang on to. Um, I am not, do, not taking much action on it. Um, there you go. And hey, lithium LTHM is, is over nine. I told you last week that I sold a lot of my common stock. I just have, you know, my options and I still have a little common stock. So yeah, I missed some of the gain here, 
but I still kept my options. But too bad Tesla didn't buy or do that deal with LTHM yeah, and they I chose know. the other one. That that was sad for us. Um, I talked to uh, my friend uh, Gene about it, and that was sad. But it still got a little bit of a bid, but not what we wanted. And um, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Tesla now. Um, hey guys, hopefully you got all got your T-shirts. We took care of that. If you guys use Robinhood, please send them an email about including Benzinga News on it. And I'll, if you already have T-shirts, let me know, and I'll send you socks. Benzinga socks, they're cool. I think we're gonna get like Joel and Dennis's face on them or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> They're not done yet, but we're gonna get those made. We have the we and if you didn't get a t-shirt, just send me an email, Jason at Benzinga.com, but send Robinhood to include Benzinga News. Now we're on to Tesla. Guys, I loaded up the truck again on Tesla. So when you it went more below, Tesla? Um, no. yes, I did. And this is the first time I did, and I can show it. This is the first time I bought more Tesla in a long, long, long time. You already own too much. Yes, I already own too much. My portfolio was already like 60, 70%. I, by the way, I sold some Tesla, right? I sold it after the split, but I bought some back around like in the three, in the high threes. Um, I bought a few call options and I bought some, uh, there's a police siren next to me. All right, I bought some, and I bought some common stock. Detroit. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe someone got a ticket. I don't know. I just see a siren in my, my, my viewpoint. Um, okay, so I bought it. Here's why, guys. This is, I believe we're going to see Tesla maybe before the end of the year between 500, 600, 550 to 600. There's a lot of positive momentum coming out. Wait, so there's some announcements that I think will come out, and I bought some calls and I bought some stock. I'm not looking at the day trade on it right now. I'm holding on to this new stock I bought. I get a plan, it's, you know, 550, 520 to 600. There's some things that aren't out there on the company. So I wanted to get back in the thing and people don't get Tesla. So you guys, if we went back on the show, I didn't do the show that much, but like back in the day, I would argue with Spencer Israel that there'd be a Tesla in every parking lot. And he would said, I was, he thought I said that as a joke on the show to get like a reaction. And I didn't, I meant it. This is three years ago. People didn't talk about Tesla like the way they do now. I find these trends before the average person, or at least I try to, because I'm really always paying attention And that battery day is like, I'm not a battery expert, but from the engineers who I watch Sandy Monroe and these little, you know, little markets on YouTube, it's so revolutionary how they're going to do it. The other automakers are so behind. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tesla selling 5 million cars a year. I mean, I just, I wouldn't, the numbers are there. And then, you know, and Elon Musk is there for the retail investor. I know he said he may spin off Starlink as a separate company. Maybe some shares go to Tesla. I don't know how that's all gonna gonna work, but I bought some call options. I bought, I'll tell you, I bought three call options. I may sell one, you know, today or keep. If I don't sell it, I'll probably keep it for another two weeks because they're they're October's. And so I got the longer you keep it, the duration you get hit on. So, but I I back up the truck because of what I'm seeing and when I'm talking to people looking for cars. They're now considering Tesla, people that would never consider it in a million years. Um, I know Battery Day, so I sold before Battery Day because I thought it would be overplayed. Uh, I, Tesla, I've been wrong, you know, short-term durations, but Tesla to me played out like a, a, like a, a musical, if I was an orchestra minister, it did exactly <laughs> what, what, what I would so do. I said Battery Day, it was going to get killed. I said it prior to it. I said to everyone, my brother-in-law bought call options, the weeklies, for the battery day that week. And I, and I have been on text message saying, you're gonna get killed because everyone thinks that Tesla is gonna introduce 600 mile battery, a thousand mile battery, okay? That's what everyone kept saying. 
And I knew they wouldn't do that. No one understood. The reason I knew that, how can Tesla introduce a thousand um, mile battery right now? If they do, guess what happens? Guess what happens? All the resale values, the residuals of the cars they have on lease or bought get killed. So if you look at the history of Tesla over the last 10 years, they have never increased battery capacity by more than like 20% a year because if they did, it would ruin all the residual values of the cars that are out there. So I knew that couldn't happen. So whatever the market thought about battery day, I knew it had to be a sell, sell the, sell the battery day because of what I was saying with, um, the, if they introduced a battery that has a thousand miles, the ones that the cars are out there are going to residual values going to fall so much. So to me, it was the biggest no brainer play, but you had to know the stock as well as I did. And I did. So what I did was I bought some puts prior to battery day. I bought, not a ton. I didn't do a good hedge. If I had Dennis, if Dennis and me were on like a conference call that day, when I did my puts, it was, it was the day before battery day. I would have really bought the right insurance. I bought like a few puts when I should have bought like 50 puts. I didn't understand <laughs> what I was doing. I, I never buy enough uh, <laughs> puts when you when it's going your direction. It's like, I never buy enough stock. I find a way to complain. It's like your stock goes your way. It's like, I should have bought more. And the stock goes against you, and it's like you know you don't you don't remember that one that oh maybe I shouldn't have bought more. So yeah, ex exactly. No, exactly. But it, to me, it seems so obvious that people thought a thousand mile battery is coming, and I just knew it wasn't. And so like now, that being said, long term that battery stuff was way better than what I thought it'd be. They're going to be producing their own things. The, the costs are going to go down so much. They're going to have a twenty five thousand dollar car. I mean, you guys, I feel bad because like gas station on the corner of the street, the market's going to change. You're going to see a Tesla. I used to say to Spencer Israel that you're going to see a Tesla, one Tesla in every parking lot. What I'm going to say, you may, what I'm going to say right now in 10 years, you may see a Ford in every parking lot. I don't know. Like, it's just like one of those points where if Tesla keeps going with its, with its auto um, lineup, there's Tesla's going to be 70% of the market out there. That's, that's how I feel right now. That's how I mean, I the story is still intact. And the story that Andrew left on the show this week, and he said, you know, we asked him what story, and he said, story is everything. What we've been saying, what Mitch has been saying, what I've been saying. I mean, the story is perfectly intact here. You still have the wild card. I know they hit Tesla a little bit last night because it did not get added to the S&P 500 again. E-Trade e was coming out, and some people were speculating that Tesla's going to come in, and it was P-O-O-L that got put in. Again, what, what the market doesn't consider, though, is Tesla is such a big weighting you almost need to wait for a bigger company to come out as opposed to, you know, trying to replace, you know, a huge Tesla waiting with a smaller company because all the, the last, it's been four companies have been added to the S&P 500 since we thought Tesla was going to get added. It was Pool, it was Catalan, it was Etsy, and it was Teradyne. These are all smaller companies. So I think, you know, the S&P's got to look at, you know, you can't, you know, take out, you know, one of these really smaller companies and replace with a huge one. So Well, another I, way... What about what's the rush someone at someone said? Like, is yeah, there a sure. I, you know, that's a good like, point. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And I mean, and by the way, you're right. That was a great segment with Citron Research and um, on the pre-market show. If you guys didn't hear it, I don't know if it was Wednesday or Tuesday, but listen to it on the podcast. It was great. And he's right. He was talking about the story with Dennis and he was saying, um, you know, Peloton and the crazy valuation. I thought I was so smart, you know? So like I was smart on the Tesla battery day. I'll give me credit on that. But on Peloton, I wasn't smart. I, I had my position, but I sold 60% of it or maybe 70%, you know, when it, when it reported that strong quarter that I went really long on. So I sold 70% like at 80 or $78. And now I have the 30% left. But I was like, and so the story, when the story's intact. Now, by the way, if Tesla, if, if, I, if I, I do look at technicals too. So if Tesla just started something up a little bit, I may sell some. But then I would want to buy it back. Like that's what I did with battery day. I did some puts and then I bought it. 
and then I bought it because because listen, Tesla has some stuff to announce that they haven't announced, like the Tesla Semi and a few other things. And that battery being part of the car, like how airplanes, how oil go, how the gas goes into the wings, it's so revolutionary that it's just going to change automobile manufacturing for like forever. And then using the steel, like you, no one realizes the impact that battery day is about. And I, I'm like in shock by it still. And I think only a company like Tesla can do that because they can move so fast. And it's just an unbelievable story. Is the valuation too high short term? Sure. Is it too high? Is it going to grow into it? I believe that. Um, and I believe there'll be other things coming from it. And the other thing, guys, where I say to these other automakers, where it taught them to compete is when you order a car, you can get it customized online. You get delivered to you. Other automobile companies have big distribution. They have GM, you know, they have a million, um, you know, dealerships. So there's a lot of channel conflict. There's a lot of things that are in the way of them. So it's easier to get a fresh start. And, um, and it's also kind of why it goes back to rocket mortgage. Like what's the best system to get a mortgage? Have like a, you know, like the technology, 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 like in the three months ago when rates were really low and they're still low, people are going crazy to get loans. Wells Fargo wasn't taking new clients on. Wells Fargo was not taking new clients, but rocket was. So these companies that have better ways to do it, like Spencer Israel mentioned Asana. I look at these companies, Twilio. I mean, why wasn't Twilio created by, a GE. I mean, I'm, I'm joking, but seriously, everyone knew like you need text messages to alert you when your Uber is coming and who's going to build that. Like there should have been a, there should have been multiple vendors doing that, but they don't do it because every company gets in the way of innovation. And if you're not about innovation, your company slowly withers away. And so what companies are most innovative, look at the stock prices and look what, look what move over time and innovation with revenue and earnings. Those are killer combinations. So. All right. Jason Rasnick is the founder and CEO of Benzinga. Jason, thanks for the time today. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, I'm Jason at Benzinga.com if you have any feedback. And if you send anything to Robinhood that they should include Benzinga News, send me a screenshot and I will make sure to get stuff to you. Thanks for having me on. And please have a great weekend and let's have a profitable week next week. All righty. Uh, that'll be a wrap. We are just about at the lows of the pre-market session here. Are we not, Joel? Uh, we are three. Three zero zero point two five is your pre-market low. Uh, your Globex low for Monday eighty-seven fifty. Uh, you kissed that on Wednesday when you went to ninety-one and a quarter. So, even if we do take out that pre-market low, uh, still the big number to me is that thirty-two ninety. Uh, in fact, if we don't bounce there, then I'm looking for the old, you know ending the week on the lows and uh, not much under 3290. So if you're, if you are playing it from the long side, just be aware we break that support level and there's a lot of downside. President Triple Trump is said to have minor symptoms. I saw that. That's why yep. we're starting right. to leak New York times reporting that so that, was, that would be good news though wouldn't it uh, well everybody wants to be asymptomatic right so he's okay. starting to have symptoms so like oh my goodness he's getting sicker you know so i can kind of see so that's why we're leaking a little okay. bit too again the the, the headlines the, the market's going to be driven by president trump's health right now i, I I'm, I'm you know we can't predict how the virus is going to affect him so to call this market you know, it's very difficult. I would just say if you're underinvested and you're looking for a dip, you know, maybe you're buying. And if you're overinvested, when you get a rip, you're looking to sell. 
buy the dips and sell the rips. The chop fest continues. You don't have a Trump health factor indicator I, I need an app for system. That. You know, maybe I can get the Trump health app here on and it'll just alert me. You know, he's feeling better. Oh, he just threw up in the bathroom, you know? So <laughs> anyways, maybe we should invent that. Somebody could come and invent that. But no, I unfortunately don't have the Trump health app yet. So okay. please come oh, out with that. I'll, I'll download it. All right. Today is going to be a week, everyone. You can always send us an email to complain or praise us premarket com. catch a replay of this show on our podcast on every major podcast platform let's get some more likes come on we made it through the day well the morning please. okay i liked you we made it through the week i was 171st like there we go thanks to, thanks for that uh dennis thanks to everyone in our chats both the benzinger.com chat the benzinger pro chat and the youtube chat we appreciate all your participation there Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Joel and I will be back at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time. Until Eternity then. away. Yeah, everyone try to keep your heads on straight until then. Have a good one. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.